What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Talk MMA show. This is Steven Jensen. Normally, it's myself and John Mosley on here, but we couldn't make it work this week. Me and Mose actually worked on some different stuff earlier in the week together. And I was on a live stream that I do every Tuesday night, so you can check that out. Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time with my friend Doug Bateman on the RVD Tito for Life channel. That's RVD T-I-T-O, the number four L-I-F-E. We actually did a long, like, two-and-a-half-hour live stream. Our buddy Brandon was on earlier in the show, and then me and Doug uh, recorded some MMA thoughts to put here as a solo podcast for all the MMA fans um, of the Fight Talk podcast that are used to hearing me and Moe's every week. So me and Doug got you covered this week. We talked some TJ Dillashaw over Corey Sandhagen. We talked some Strickland versus Hall for this weekend. We talked Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington rematch being official. So enjoy the conversation. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They're the place to be for action figures, DVDs, autographs, magazines, any kind of pro wrestling or MMA type memorabilia, also other sports and other fandoms like Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff. Check them out. They're the place to be. They're nice people. They'll give you fair business. Check out their website, musiccitytoys.biz. Check out their Facebook page and all their social media at Music City Toys. They do sales on their live, or live sales rather, on their Facebook page, and they have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. That's W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N, Tennessee, to support Music City Toys and Collectibles because they support us. That all being said, enjoy this MMA conversation with myself and Doug Bateman right here on the Fight Talk Podcast. But yeah, we would start off, man, like TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sandhagen. I thought this was a really close fight. I think yep. it could have gone either way. What did you think about the decision for Dillashaw? I was good with it. I do think it could go either way, but I definitely don't think you could call it a robbery, which a lot of people wanted to. And I think they tried to do that because of the Miranda Maverick-Macy Barber fight, which to me was a clear like 29-28 for Maverick. Um, but Macy really needed to win that fight. She really turned it on in the third round, though, and I think that that's what impressed the judges. So I think people were already pissed off about the robbery aspect of it. Also, I think people don't like TJ. So I think with TJ coming close to to winning and being an underdog, not expecting to win and coming in there and winning, it really pissed people off because they wanted to basically be like, he's a cheat, he's going to lose, and then, you know, we move on. But that didn't happen. I thought TJ looked extremely impressive in the first round. I think once he got cut, what he said was from the headbutt and training, which is why they postponed the fight and it just got reopened. Um, I think that that visually put a lot of uh, people's minds at like he's losing the fight. And like most people with the, like, I saw his face, like he lost, like, it's a little bit, it's not that right. So um, I, I did think TJ looked really good, honestly. And I do think that he could fight for the title right now and possibly win it. Yeah. I think he definitely gets the next title shot. He should fight the winner of Jan and Sterling unless maybe like, I don't think like if, if Jan wins convincingly, I don't think you can run a trilogy because he was pretty dominant over Sterling the first time they fought. It was just that illegal knee that, Yeah, um, and I think also the waiting to see this fight makes you really not want to see them fight again. Like, if they were able to quickly do a rematch, then that could possibly happen. But now it's like, please, somebody different. 
for, yeah, I feel the same way. So I think you got, you got to do Tillishaw. Like I'm, I'm going to assume that Jan's going to beat Sterling for the title, like just based right. on their first fight. But even if it winds up being Sterling, that's still fine. TJ hasn't fought either of those guys before. It's a fresh matchup. TJ never lost the championship. He, he was suspended and had to vacate. <clears throat> I know I've seen, I've seen a lot of people speculating, like, here's, here's the thing about TJ Dillashaw. And I think this is also why a lot of people are so upset that he got the decision over Sanhagen. You were talking about it just a second ago. Like, yep. I think that TJ Dillashaw is very unlikable mm-hmm. because he talked a lot of trash about other people cheating mm-hmm. when he was cheating himself. Mm-hmm. Very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And EPO is something that you I'm not going to sit here and accuse the guy that and say like he's still doing it. I have no idea. But EPO is the type of thing that's like very hard to detect. Like, like yeah, it's in and out of your system within like 72 hours or something. So unless yeah. you get tested at the exact right moment, fighters can. And it isn't just TJ. There's plenty of fighters <laughs> that, that are well, using another stuff, thing that's but... skeptical is he's training with the same people. And yes. so it's like if you were caught, wouldn't you kind of just move on from those people and all that? So. Well, when, when even like Faber and Garbrandt, like I respect them because like they were his boys and like they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't throwing him under the bus. But they've come out more recently and been like, this guy was doing it the whole time we knew him. Like this right. guy's been cheating his whole career. It's just we didn't say anything because he was our friend. But like we don't care anymore about like we're not friends anymore. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Like um, so it's just uh he, it's one of those things where he doesn't look any different than he did when he was on it. So it's it's like I think there's just will, a lot of that 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 goes into the fact. I will say this like, though: he looked a little bit more winded than he normally is. So <laughs> I, I don't know because I mean, normally on EPO you can go all day. Um, he looked a, he looked a little bit more winded than he normally did. Honestly, that's so. fair. That's fair. Um, and like the really like cruddy thing about the whole situation too is like TJ already trains at really high altitude in Colorado. Yeah. which is, like, what EPO basically, like, mimics. Right. So, like, he doesn't really need to be taking EPO if he which makes trains where he trains. More cardio, right? Like, if but, he's on EPO and from training in Colorado. It, it, sure. But, the, the way, but you know what I mean? It's just one of those no, things where, like, mean. most people just be like, you already have the advantage. I mean, of- honestly, Stephen, in my opinion, most people that cheat really don't need to cheat. They're more, it's more mental. mental thing yeah. That, yeah. Than, than anything. It's like, a crutch. Yeah. And like for like a Josh Barnett, like a lot of that. And from what I've heard from like the reasons he would do it is like, he just wanted to speed up recovery. Like he just was lazy. He didn't want to do the ice baths and he didn't want to do all the other stuff. So he would just do that. Right. Or, you know, like, like they're having doubts in their selves or whatever reason. And then they want to do it, but like they're, they're, they have the ability without it. And it, that's, what's unfortunate. Most people that cheat usually don't need it. Yeah, that's very true. I, I think it's, I think it's way more of a mental type thing. Um, Which is to me, TJ's very shown you very much that he is mentally um, weak, weak in the confidence area. Yeah. So like, he, he had, like, he hurt his knee right off the bat. He had a cut face. Like, he could have got out of there. Like, to me, I felt like Cody Garbrandt kind of quit in his fight. And I don't feel like TJ did. Like, TJ showed a lot of heart, and he went through it. But, like, there's nobody that makes more excuses than TJ Dillashaw. Like, whenever he wins, whenever he loses, he has a ton of excuses. He's ultra competitive to the point to where it's unhealthy. And uh, that's that's, to me, why he cheats. 
that's to me why he would go and do something like that because it's like I think he expects perfection and and he's reaching for that and he can't reach it, you know. Yeah, it's just so hypocritical. So much of the stuff he does, like his, <clears throat> I'll never forget. Like for the first time he fought Garbrandt, <clears throat> like he dropped him and he was hitting him with ground and pound. But, like, Garbrandt wasn't out completely, but, like, TJ definitely won. Like, that was a good stoppage. There was nothing wrong with that. The same thing happened to him against Cejudo. Like, it just happened yep. to him. But it was the same yep. scenario. Yep. And he – that wasn't a loss. I'm, I've never lost to Henry Cejudo. Like, I was shooting a single, and I, I that wasn't out cold. It's like, dude, you were grabbing his leg because you were half knocked out, and he was still hitting you in the face. You and straight up like, lost fair and square. And not only that, he was talking about how easy the weight cut is, and yet he's like literally on EPL. Dying. He's like <laughs> literally dying. Like they're barely able to like get him to his bed. He's like barely able to move. His he's all drawn out, and he's like it's one of the easiest weight cuts I've ever had. Like, dude, you're like about to die. Like, the, stop it. You know, like yeah. that's that's TJ. But like that being said, the sad thing is I do think he's a great fighter. I sure. think that he he has more power in that weight division than a lot of guys. I think if sure. he connected to Jan, he could hurt Jan. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it interesting, right? Like I think that he has the power to put guys away. So um, Sandhagen is a little bit more of a mover, just like a dominant Cruz. He fights a lot like Cruz does going right. side side and throwing kind of and awkward. I think I think Jan will just square up with him and, and I think it could be an awesome fight so um and I think the UFC would like to do him and Jan if they could like to me that's a yeah. more money fight so overall it was a good night for TJ Dillashaw um love him or hate him I, I'm glad he's back like I, I enjoy watching him fight I think he brings good fights uh should you still be skeptical that he's cheating? I mean, possibly, but man, that's such a risk. Cause if he gets caught, it's lifetime ban. Like that's, that's where I hope he, he really isn't doing stuff like that, but you never know. Yeah. I feel the same way. And, and like, to be fair, like I'm still a huge John Jones fan he's had a yeah. bunch of those issues and stuff. And it's <laughs> like, I'm not sitting, <laughs> I'm not sitting here and like, like, I, I think TJ, like I've said, it's, he deserves the title shot based on yeah. what he's done in the octagon and, and him having the belt and all that. There's no way of knowing if and when he was doing things. But, like, he got caught and it was proven. But I honestly I honestly believe, like, probably at least, like, 70, 80% of the people in the UFC are on something on the ban list at, yeah. at, at various points. Like, yeah. Even whether they know it or not. I mean, you go to GNC, you take some protein powder. You don't even know on the ingredients list that there's like some sort of anabolic steroid in there. Well, that's one thing, though, that I think is so silly, right? Like you could take something at GNC and that's on the ban list. But like you can go and use a machine that increases your blood cell counts and all this stuff. And that's fine. Like right. cheating, like the, the, with technology now, things should be illegal that aren't. And you can still do that. Like, like I said, creating like new red blood cells and all this other stuff for your oxygen and going in like hyperbaric chambers and all that stuff. I mean, that is a performance enhancing sure. thing and it's legal. So it it's just, it's more of a technicality in my opinion on certain stuff. Like you have to be taking the really hard stuff in my opinion, if you're really trying to cheat, then, then like I took something to GNC that has a little bit of this in it or whatever, you know what I mean? For sure. And there was, there's even been instances of fighters like, failing like they eat steak and like they don't know that the the cow was shot up with steroids like, yeah because how because how could they 
And, so and, like, and I would say this too is if TJ, if TJ ever had the incentive of cheating, like I feel like this would be the fight, right? It's been gone two years. He's worried he doesn't have it. Like this would be the fight where he'd be like, I need something to make me get through this. I have a long layoff and all that stuff. If he's not scared of getting caught, right? Yeah. But hopefully he's so scared of getting caught that he leaves the stuff alone. But he was shredded. He looked pretty much the same. And man, being away to the octagon that long and still looking that good, that's it's pretty impressive. It's definitely impressive. And and I've said this before too, and I just to be fair about it, like the one the one big positive, I guess, or the one thing I really have respect for TJ is that <clears throat> unlike most people, when he got caught, he straight up owned up to it. Like he was like, yeah. I did, I cheat, I did it. It was literally the the most blunt, just honest, like yep. I cheated to try to win. Like a hundred percent. That's why I did it. And um now granted, would he have admitted that if he didn't get caught? Of course Hell not. He, no. he, he'd just be cheating still. But at least, at least there was that. Like, if you can bring any positive out about it, is like most of the time when people get caught cheating, they just deny it. At least he, at least he admitted it and just said he did it because he was trying to win. So it's like, okay, well, and then he served the two year suspension. And I'm, I fear about that with like people go to jail unless it's like something insanely, insanely bad. Most right. of the time, I'm like, you know, you did something, you went to jail, you served your your debt to society, and now like I can't really hold that against you anymore. Like you you serve the punishment. So like, yeah. you know, I have to give, I have to give TJ the benefit of the doubt the same way I give someone like John Jones, the benefit of the doubt or, or Vitor Belfort, whoever you can name. Like right. I, I, the, the only reason that TJ is so much more unlikable to me is the stuff I've said before, like him throwing under other people under the bus and like you were doing it yourself. Like, come on, man. Um, I but mean, that's the thing though. Like, right. When you, you know, you have a girl that's like always accusing you of cheating. She's probably cheating herself and that's why she's so paranoid about it. So she thinks you're doing it. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times, like same thing with the cheater attitude, right? Like they know they're cheating, they know what they're doing. And then they see people that they think are doing the same thing. And so they accuse them of it. Right. Cause they they're recognizing the same types of traits and tactics that they did. So yeah, you just kind of have to watch out for that. If someone's like overly over the top talking about cheating, then I think that they're definitely cheating. Like in my opinion, like, and this is not the most like popular opinion. I think Floyd Mayweather absolutely has been cheating. I think that he knew the system. I think USADA was built for him. He understood when to cycle on and off. And if you look at his body when he came in and then like, as much as he's talked about like cleaning up the sport and having a clean sport, like he's doing that because he knows when that's why like, like if you paid attention to the Manny Pacquiao fight when they announced it, it was just completely out of the blue. Like that fight is something that's so big that you don't just randomly just say, Hey, we're going to do this in two months. But like, that's how they did it. And it's because he was on a cycle and he had to wait till he was going to get off the cycle. And then he announced when he can do it. So like, and there's stuff that he got away with by the Nevada athletic commission because he owns Nevada. He lives there. He's a huge draw there. If Connor was there, he could probably be the same. Um, but that's kind of stuff that goes on. So it, it it really does depend on what you can get away with your star power and stuff like that. So yeah, and I I can see what you're where you're coming from. I don't know nearly as much about 
that situation. Um, but I mean, I definitely get what you're saying. But by the same logic, like, do you think GSP was cheating? One thousand percent. Really? Honestly. See, I don't. But it's because I'm such a big fan. I just can't. I just can't. If you would have had, if you would have ever got caught in any kind of compromising scenario, yeah. But he, I mean, here's the thing. Do you remember he BJ Penn always accusing him of his yes, cheating? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and and Nick Diaz, I think as well. But like, it's it's one of those things with like. He doesn't pass the looks test, right? Because like he he looks like he'd be on so he looks like he's chiseled out of granite, and he was uh-huh. ultra competitive. Like he was very like I can't lose. Like I get, I get all that, but like there was never. It's kind of like Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball, right? Like there was never he was never even accused of it, like to any kind of like real degree. So it's hard for me to like lump him in with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I feel you, but. One thing that was really telling to me is he did like a Joe Rogan interview and he broke down exactly what guys are doing to to uh, pass steroid tests that are still on it. And it's like, I know he knows it. And then like, I remember, this is, this is what you're talking about, confidence issue. I think he's one of those people. I think he's one of those people that it gets to him so much, the pressure and everything and having to have an edge. And I remember if you watched the primetime show with him and Johnny Hendricks, he was like, I do everything I can to just get the little advantages that I possibly can find. No matter what it is, I find ways that I can have an advantage over my opponent. And to me, that is somebody that and then you look at his body. It's never changed. It's looked exactly the same for like 20 years. And if you listen to most people that say that they're on steroids, like that's one of the traits. Right. They say that, like, if you see somebody that's looked like that for like the same for like 20 years, like they're on it. And so I, I, I definitely think that he's been on steroids before. Gotcha. But I, but I mean, it's, it's just hearsay. And honestly, I don't really care. I don't oh really no, care. I feel the same way. I, I, I think, I feel like they should be able to take whatever they want as long as their opponent is in the same boat. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, it, the, what got him was this is cardio and his wrestling ability. Honestly, like that's really what made him a dominant champion. So. And then people people want to be like, no, not my guy, not my guy. But like honestly, like like you said, it could just be a GNC thing or whatever. But like, I think I think George really knew the system well. So, um, but yeah, besides that, I really want to talk about this Bellator fight because I don't think it gets a lot of publicity. But like this fight is one of the best fights in their company's history. I think this fight is incredible. Um, AJ McKee is seventeen and zero. He's undefeated. Pitbull is 32 and four. Uh, he, he has this knockout power at that weight that is just really rare. And I'm not sure how great he is because he has lost before, right? He's lost four times and he's lost. Um, but if I remember correctly, it was like a leg injury to Bendo and the rest, the rest are like split decisions. Yeah, it's like decisions. Like, it's not like, but, yeah. I mean, he's gone five rounds multiple times and things like that. Like, he, recently he's picked up momentum is basically what I'm saying. Like, he right. hasn't been this dominant guy forever, but, like, his last four or five fights, like, he's just been a killer, right? Well, and, and Champ Champ, too. Can't forget that. Yep. Champ Champ and, like, you know, him and Chandler, like, he finished Chandler <laughs> real quick. I mean, like, but McKee looks unbelievable he won this tournament to get a shot at Pitbull. And I mean, AJ McKee might be the best fighter at that division in the world. We don't know yet. He's 17 and 0 and he looks fantastic. So 
Uh, this is a really big fight for Bellator. I feel like Bellator's had zero buzz. <coughs> Nobody's really talking about him. I thought the Showtime thing was going to be great and this tournament and all, but like it really hasn't been. There hasn't really been a lot to talk about. But this fight deserves a lot of attention. This fight is a really good fight. Yeah, McKee, was McKee's last win uh, like a, it was like a guillotine or something real early? I think Let me so. Double check. Because um, I want to say he got like a submission real fast last time, and that crank—that's what it was. Uh, Daring Caldwell, that's right. I, I just found—I just looked up his record. Um, yeah, I, this is a tough one to predict too, because it's like Pitbull's been so damn good, mm-hmm. and like he's fought such good guys consistently that like, but AJ is undefeated. Like it's yep. it's hard to pick against him too. Um. But we also this is saw like the ultimate test to see how good McKee is. This is kind of like Connor versus Aldo, right? Like that's kind of what this reminds me of, that type of fight. And that was one where like the young gun prevailed, like the 13-second yep. knockout. But it also kind of reminds me of a matchup that I just saw was announced for the rematch, Lima and Day and uh, MVP. Because yeah. like because we saw the opposite there. Like it turned out Lima was just too big of a step up for MVP, at least when Speaking they, when that, they first running fought. it back. That's what I just said. I saw that they announced the rematch yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. today. So um, so I don't know. Like, does McKee pull like the Connor and get the win over the dude, or does or is it too big of a step up? Kind of like what we saw with MVP. I don't I don't know. Well, like, what's interesting to me is McKee's already done the tournament. If he beats Pitbull. Like, there's not a lot left in Bellator for him to fight. And then it's just like, he's just going to rank up some wins. But, like, I really feel like the UFC has their eyes on these guys. As they should, for sure. Yeah. Um, as far as a prediction, like, I got to go Pitbull. Like, just because of, like, how he's looked at who he's been beating. Yeah. But, like, it, it would not surprise me to see AJ McKee win, obviously. I did. I, this is like this is definitely the best featherweight matchup that the company could put together, like hands down. So I'm glad we're getting it. It should be a great fight. The way I feel is if McKee wins, he's going to win by like impressive domination f- fashion. It's not going to decision. He's going to go in there. He's going to finish Pitbull within a couple of rounds. If Pitbull wins, I think it's just going to be a knockout. I think he's going to catch him. He's going to knock him out. Knock him out or TKO, one or the other. But like. Uh, that that's how I feel. Like I, I feel like if Pitbull wins, this th- neither way. I don't feel like this fight's going to decision. I think that they're one of them's going to win in decisive fashion. Yeah, I feel the same way. And then uh, there was two more things I wanted to talk about before yeah, we get ahead. out of here. Um, one of them, we'll talk about this first, and then obviously I want uh, kind of a early prediction for Usman and Colby. That's the second thing, but. Uh, for this, you know, this upcoming weekend, the main event is Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland middleweight fight. Um, who do you have one in that one? Uh, I was looking at Strickland, and I, I don't really remember him too much, but I think he's won like four in a row or something. But it hasn't yeah. been against like top level competition yet. And yeah. Uriah Hall is just one of those. You know, he kind of reminds me of like, and I'm not saying he's as good, but like mental vitor right like when vitor was mentally there like he was a killer but sometimes he would kind of be checked out and not as motivated like that's that's uriah hall to me like if he's ready and willing and motivated like he should win this fight but if he's gonna be hesitant and not try to really engage then i don't i don't see it going too well for him 
So. I feel the same exact way. Like, I think Strickland's a really solid fighter. Um, I think Christoph Jocko was, like, probably his biggest win. That was his most recent fight. Okay. Um, but then you had Uriah Hall, who, like, you know, his last two wins are Anderson Silva and Chris Weidman. And, like, obviously, like, the Weidman leg break was, was brutal. But he, I mean, he knocked out Anderson cold. So, like, I think Uriah Hall's got a lot of uh, momentum right now. And Eduardo, Eduardo, I can't know why I said Eduardo Lozano. I was like mixing his two, I was mixing his two names together. Thank you, Eduardo, uh, for for contributing to the chat. He says that Bellator has a better card than UFC this weekend. Um, Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I do too. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm taking Uriah Hall. I just think he has more tools to win and he's got a lot of momentum and like you've got to have a lot of confidence. He just beat two of the best middleweights the UFC's had. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that's super impressive. So, Plus, I Hall- think, you know, the Weidman one, that there's a lot of people that views that as a fluke, right? So he's going to want to prove people that he's he's a legit contender. So, like, this is a good fight for him. And middleweight's pretty open, too. Like, yeah. he, he's not that far off from a potential title shot. And that's like, you know, coming off the Ultimate Fighter, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the expectations for him. But after a few fights in, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's never going to fight for the world title. Like, he's he's okay, but he's not, like, he's not the next Anderson Silva, which is what the UFC was trying to present him as. Yes, yeah. But now we're at a point where, like, he's not that far off from a potential title shot. So, like, yeah. And he and he also has the advantage of never have fought in Adesanya before because everyone right. else is, like, he's beaten all these guys already. And so, like, that's an interesting matchup, especially yeah. if you stay standing. You know what I mean? Like, if Uriah Hall brings his A game in a stand-up matchup with Izzy, that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking Uriah Hall. And then uh, the last thing I want to talk about, like I said, it's official that we're going to get Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington, too. Uh, two questions about that. Obviously, who do you think is going to win? And then do you think – do you think that Leon Edwards got screwed? So I've seen this Leon Edwards argument a lot. And like, I think that w- what you have to, to put into account is how close the Colby and Usman fight was the first time, right? Like it's yes. not necessarily about how many wins he's had previous or whatever the case may be. It's how close was the Usman fight. And then when you go back and you watch all these other Usman fights, how much he's destroyed everybody and like how close Colby was to possibly winning that fight. You can't ignore that. Plus it helps that it's one of Dana White's favorite fights of all time. It's one of their favorite fights he ever did. So he's a big fan of doing this fight. Um, So I'm not upset. Plus I don't think Leon Edwards did himself any favors by almost getting knocked out by Nate Diaz at the end of the fight, like five round domination till the last like minute. And then he almost got knocked out. So everyone who watched that fight basically thinks like if there was a round six, Nate Diaz wins that fight. 100%. And most people view Nate won the fight. Like it, it, not in, not in actual record wise, but they walked away feeling like their guy won the fight. If if this was Pride, he would have won. Like he yeah. would have because it would have been like he was the dominant. He was the dominant figure of the fight as it was ending. Like it, it you know, but that's a whole other conversation in itself. But yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. Like there are certain obviously by like the ten point must system, the round by round scoring. Leon Edwards won four rounds to, to one for right. for sure. But right. but if this was like a real fight, and you're judging based on like how does everyone look when the fight ends. Nate Diaz would have won. So like, that's, that's how I, 
So I see what you're saying. Honestly, I know as crazy as this sounds, I think that Dana views Nate as a draw, but I don't think Dana thinks Nate is that good. So I think that when he sees Nate almost put your lights out, he's thinking to himself like, yeah, you ain't the guy. Like, what would like, Usman do to you? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he's thinking. I'm not kidding. So, like, I don't think that that helped him at all, that Nate fight. Um, I think it helped him get more eyeballs on him and find out who he is. But, like, it wasn't the best showing. Let's just say that. And with Colby, it's also bad blood, man. There's bad blood. You can sell that fight. Pay-per-view. It sounds like it's going to be at the Garden, from what I'm understanding. So, um, you know that that's their goal personally i think usman's just better i think he's gotten better i don't know if colby's gotten better i think colby's been really inactive that's hurt him i think that just beating tyrone woodley after losing to usman doesn't really do you a whole lot so um if if I was a betting man, I definitely would be betting on Usman. Do I want to see this fight? Absolutely. Do I want this thing to be over with? Absolutely. I'm ready to have Usman, you know, defend his title, and then we'll see what happens after that. Well, yeah, and if Colby wins, like then they run back the trilogy, and then and then I also know, obviously, like Leon and and uh, Usman fought before years back, yes. but like, but Usman's so much better now than he was then. Yeah. Um, and Colby has, I think Colby is the only person in the division stylistically that can beat Usman. Like, I'm not saying he's going to. I just think he's the only one with the stylistic, you know, the way that he fights. He's the only one I think. And I think this fight, too, is going to be a lot different than the first fight. The first fight, they were out there to prove, like, who could knock out who. It was, like, a yep. strictly stand-up. This, I think they're going to actually wrestle and actually, like, utilize their full skill, their full skill sets. Also, though, Usman had a broken hand going into the last fight and still knocked out Colby in the fifth. So, like, yeah. you know, Usman with two good hands might be even more dominant, you know? I just think Usman, the power factor is just so much different than Colby. Like, the yeah. output, what makes what makes Colby any bit of a threat to Usman is just the output. It's just that he's going to throw 500 strikes if he can, like, if he before he gets knocked out or anything. But, like, if he's able to go, he can go all night. And he throws an unbelievable amount of strikes and he keeps coming forward. So that that's what makes this fight interesting. But I just, at the end of the day, power is there. Colby got caught at the end. Colby's going to get caught again, in my opinion. And, and Usman's going to win. Yeah. And like Usman gets hit, like he's, he gets rocked in his fights, yeah. but, but Colby doesn't have like a ton of knockout power though. That's kind of. Well, and it's like Gilbert Burns, man, how good is he? Because he hurt Usman bad, and then he easily beat Wonder Boy. Like, I have a feeling they might be running that thing back soon because he's he's looked pretty impressive, and and he's already like ranked like I don't know three or four or two or something like that. Last question, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah. If Nick Diaz beats Robbie Lawler, you give him a title shot? Oh my god. Mm. I can't do that. I, you got to have him face somebody else. But I get it if it's just completely empty. And I would get it maybe if he, like, knocked Robbie out like he did at 47, UFC 47. Like, if he knocks Robbie, like, out cold, then then possibly. But honestly, I feel like Nate makes more sense for a title shot than, than Nick, honestly, just because Nate's been more active. Yeah, the reason I say that is just mainly, like, because – 
Usman's already in that territory of like having to rematch all these people. So it's like, if Nick comes in, he wins, it's like really sellable. Cause it's like, you know, because it's Nick Diaz and he's still probably going to be a, a big draw with the company and he's never won the UFC title, but he had like yeah. the strike force belt and all that stuff. So it's like, I, I could see them maybe doing that just for the sake of like al- almost similar to like when they gave GSP the title shot against Bisbing, where it was like, it didn't really make sense to do it, but like it made business sense to do it, but like rankings wise and stuff, it didn't make any sense. So, you know, it'd be um, so interesting <laughs> with that though, is like if Usman like fought Nick just straight up stand up, like that's a guy that's just going to unload, has good boxing skills, usually just comes forward, doesn't get stopped for the most part. Like he could possibly really test Usman's cardio and power because I mean, we've never seen Nick get knocked out. So uh, that would be interesting. But if like Usman just tries to just take him down, exactly. ground and pound, this thing is a wrap. It, it looks like the GSP Nick Diaz 100%, fight. 100%. But, but yeah. what, from what we've seen of Usman, he's, he's game, dude. He's ready to strike with you. He doesn't care if it's his advantage to take you down. Like, I only feel like Usman's going to go for takedowns unless he feels like he's in trouble. Otherwise, he's more than willing to stand and trade with you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just for the record, I am taking Usman as my prediction. I just – I think Colby's got a shot. I, I'm thinking it's it's almost like a 60-40, though, for me, like yeah. Usman. You know, it's like it's 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 at least – usually when it's Usman, I'm like way more one-sided. When I think Usman. because of Colby's gimmick, people try to crap on him as a fighter. But, like, if you just look at him just straight up as a fighter, like, the guy's really damn good. And yes. very few people have beat him. So, like, he has a legit – shot do i think it would have looked better for him going into it if he had fought like a gilbert burns or leon edwards or somebody like that and then getting a title shot yes and i think it would have helped him too because like i said to go from like this long layoff and only beat tyron woodley and then you've got to fight usman again like that's and honestly i feel like this is colby's exit plan like he's gonna get another shot at usman and if he loses I just don't see him like taking more fights to be a contender. Like I think that he'll be done with the sport if he loses. Going to I, think I think he's kind of sold his soul to try to get this title shot. And I think he's over the gimmick if it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like if he does if it doesn't work, he's not gonna want to be rocking MAGA hats and all that stuff in 2024. Like he's just gonna be like, dude, like it's I'm done. Like I tried. It didn't work. I'm on something else. Yeah, I feel the same way. Cool. That's perfect. That'll that'll work for uh, for the MMA portion for sure. I got you, Steven. <laughs>